with him tonight it may not be you give him then advantage not a whit why say you so looks he not for supply so do we his is certain ours is doubtful good cousin be advised stir not tonight do not my lord you do not counsel well you speak it out of fear and cold heart do me no slander douglas by my life and i dare well maintain it with my life if well-respected honor bid me on, I hold as little counsel with weak fear as you, my lord, or any Scot that this day lives. Let it be seen tomorrow, in the battle, which of us fears. Yea, or tonight. Content. Tonight, say I. Come, come, it may not be. I wonder much, being men of such great leading as you are, that you foresee not what impediments drag back our expedition. Certain horse of my cousin's Vernon's are not yet come up. Your uncle Worcester's horses came but today, and now their pride and mettle is asleep. Their courage, with hard labor tame and dull, that not a horse is half the half of himself. So are the horses of the enemy, in general journey-baited and brought low. The better part of ours are full of rest. The number of the king exceedeth ours. For God's sake, cousin, stay till all come in. I come with gracious offers from the king, if you vouchsafe me hearing and respect. Welcome, Sir Walter Blunt, and would to God you were of our determination. Some of us love you well, and even those some envy your great deservings and good name, because you are not of our quality, but stand against us like an enemy. God defend, but still I should stand so, so long as out of limit and true rule you stand against anointed majesty. But to my charge. The king hath sent to know the nature of your griefs, and whereupon you conjure from the breasts of civil peace such bold hostility, teaching his duteous land audacious cruelty. If that the king have any way your good deserts forgot, which he confesseth to be manifold, he bids you name your griefs, and with all speed you shall have your desires with interest and pardon absolute for yourself and these herein misled by your suggestion. The king is kind, and well we know the king knows at what time to promise when to pay. My father and my uncle and myself did give him that same royalty he wears, and when he was not six and twenty strong, sick in the world's regard, wretched and low, poor unminded outlaw sneaking home, my father gave him welcome to the shore. And when he heard him swear and vow to God, he came but to be Duke of Lancaster to sue his livery and beg his peace with tears of innocency and terms of zeal. My father, in kind heart and pity moved, swore him assistance and performed it too. Now, when the lords and the barons of the realm perceived Northumberland did lean to him, the more and less came in with cap and knee, 
met him in boroughs, cities, villages, attended him on bridges, stood in lanes, laid gifts before him, proffered him their oaths, gave him their heirs as pages, followed him even at the heels in golden multitudes. He presently, as greatness knows itself, steps me a little higher than his vow made to my father while his blood was poor upon the naked shore at Ravensburg. And now, forsooth, takes on him to reform some certain edicts and some straight decrees that lie too heavy on the commonwealth, cries out upon abuses, seems to weep over his country's wrongs. And by this face, this seeming brow of justice, did he win the hearts of all that he did angle for. Proceeded further, cut me off the heads of all the favorites that the, that the absent king in deputation left behind him here when he was personal in the Irish war. But I came not to hear this. Then to the point. In short time after, he deposed the king. Soon after that, deprived him of his life. And in the neck of that, tasked the whole state. To make that worse, suffered his kinsman march, who is, if every owner were well-placed, indeed his king, to be engaged in Wales, there without ransom to lie forfeited. Disgraced me in my happy victories, sought to entrap me by intelligence, raided mine uncle from the council board, enraged, dismissed my father from the court, broke oath on oath, committed wrong on wrong, and in conclusion, drove us to seek out this head of safety and withal to pry into his title, which we find too indirect for long continuance. Shall I return this answer to the king? Not so, Sir Walter. We'll withdraw a while. Go to the king and let there be impawned some surety for a safe return again. And in the morning early shall mine uncle bring him our purposes. And so, farewell. I would you would accept of grace and love. And maybe so we shall. Pray God you do. <laughs>